Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. The tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. Kev, you know what time of year it is? I'm all wrapped up. It's chilly outside. You're all wrapped up. Yeah, and you put a little bow on yourself and Mm -hmm. wrapped yourself fully in a wrapping paper suit just I've to been make standing, it like unwrapped i've been standing in people's driveways so they could walk out and be surprised that i'm there yeah <laughs> and they're like why did you buy me this man without asking me mm-hmm. um and then i run away to the next driveway yeah you're just like those cars with the big bow on them like in all the commercials yeah but exactly you know what else is wrapped our spotify it's time we await it. We actually love Spotify Wrapped. We, I feel like we eagerly await it every year. Maybe have more fun with it than some people, but we love it. We've talked about this before, and everyone's harvesting data on us, and that's just the nightmarish landscape we live in. But Spotify right. is like, here's your data in a fun way. And we're like, exactly. hell yeah, let's go. Biggest day of the yes. year. Yes. Yeah. So anyone who's like, oh, Spotify Wrapped, can you just let us enjoy this, please? Yeah. God damn it. All right. Uh, so <laughs> we've got so, our categories. That's the biggest straw man argument I've ever heard of people who hate Spotify Wrapped. The only people that hate Spotify Wrapped are people who have bad taste in music. Yeah. Or people who don't listen to music enough. Yeah. Um, or, you know what? People with kids, because I've seen some people's Wrapped that's just like, you listened to... No, like, it's no the, excuse. Fuck the Bluey them. theme song they... for 17,000 hours. Um. I also did see someone Spotify wrapped where their top five tracks were all box fan white noise songs, which <laughs> that may just be buy a white noise app and don't use Spotify for it. Yeah, if you want good right. Data. And also get just start another account for your child. There you yeah. go. Don't fuck up your algo. Yeah, don't fuck up the algo. <laughs> don't fuck up the algo. Okay, so why don't do you want to go first? With your top yeah, artists? I'll go first. Or should and we work up to top artists? You know what? No, let's let's talk it through because it's going to skew okay. all my results because uh, my algo is is fucked. Um, oh, no. Because and, and we're making changes to fix this. My account is on the stereo in the living room. Right, okay? right. So, so sometimes that is, Annie is skewing your algo. And I'll give you one guess as to who my top artist is. Taylor Swift. Yes, and granted, <laughs> I really like Midnight's that came out late last year, so a lot of that listening mm-hmm. dissolved into this year. We went to go see her. Yeah. I did a whole listen. Right. 1989 came you out. Big fan of it. I did not listen to Taylor Swift as much as any of my other four top artists. So it is, maybe she would be five. I think she probably wouldn't be, but she has been skewed to well, the top. And I'll get to it in mine because I want to hear yours. But mine is skewed, and I only list. I have. I'm the only one on the account, so we'll Ooh, get to it. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you know what? Uh, a hell of a two-three combo. Um, two artists that are in contention for end of year list for me. Two artists I've listened to for almost twenty years uh, that put out new albums that were both amazing. Number two, Fall Out Boy. Number three, Paramore. 
Okay. Yeah, that's a Kevin Connor top three right yes. there. <laughs> and you know what? Fall Out Boy's album didn't kind of last all year for me. Like, I stopped listening to it for a while. But their old stuff is kind of always in my rotation. So it was the combo so there you go. of old and new that I think got them to that second spot. Yeah. Uh, number four, a surprise to no one. Carly Rae Jepsen. New album. Love her okay. old stuff. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, and number five, I think this was my number five last year, Steely Dan. Oh, nice. That yeah. was on my list last year, but I definitely listened to them way more uh, last year. But that's great. I was like going to be worried if CRJ wasn't on there. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, no, Kevin. Is everything okay? No, everything's fine. And truthfully, minus Taylor Swift probably being a little too high. It's a pretty representative list. I'm yeah. kind of surprised. I don't have like an MCR up there uh, because that. Uh, they're like them fall up boy paramore like my pop punk like yeah. trio that Gun i always twos. return to but they didn't have a new album so maybe that's why right so should i give you my top artists love to hear it all right so mine is uh, this is the skewing i'm talking about mine is all skewed towards like earlier in the year in fact like that part where it said like your peak listening with each of your top five. Yeah. My latest one was March. Oh. So I'm like, yeah. And so I'll, I'll talk through. So Kevin Morby uh, is my number one. Wow. And yeah, that actually didn't surprise me because I uh, made a best of and also listened to his album from last year, which I did not put on my year end list and regretted. Uh... Like it would be my number one. So uh, sorry, Kendrick. I actually think I would put that as number one and put Did move you Kendrick get... down to two. So that was number one. And then number two, Kenny Loggins, baby. And uh, <laughs> again, I listened to his entire discography towards the end of last year. Then Linda Ronstadt, always listening to Linda Ronstadt throughout the year. Long, long time on Last of Us. Definitely made me go back to Silk Purse, which I actually just bought the vinyl of that recently. Nice. Uh, yeah, found it in an antique store. Oh, no, Linda was number two. So number two is Linda Ronstadt. Number three is Kenny Loggins. I wonder now, if... Yeah. Does Loggins and Messina work into that in any way? Yeah, I think so. I okay. think that's credited as As Kenny a half Loggins. Loggins? Separately. Yeah, he gets, he gets those streams, too. Yeah, okay. Um, but, uh... My next one is the one that's a little strange because this was only in the beginning of the year. Bell and Sebastian, which interesting. I I love them, yeah. But I really only that was super concentrated in like a week. I think I made a best of in a week. So I'm just <laughs> like a little a bit, yeah. And like I do when I'm making a best of, I listen a lot and then get songs stuck in my head and go back. So that's what happened with Kevin Morby. It's like, I kept being like, what was that song from his older album? And then I go back to that. But with Bell and Sebastian, it's interesting because I didn't really listen to them much later in the year. Uh, then my last one, I was glad that they were on here. 100 Gex, baby. Wow. <laughs> um, Gacked out. Gacked out. They've got one of my top songs. We'll get to it. And they're number three on my year endless spoilers, but uh, yeah, been heavy on the geckage <laughs> this year. I will say there are two or three albums of my year in my top five, and I'm really still debating about one. Oh, so really? We'll see where my heart falls by the time we get there. Um, but yeah, a lot of. But uh, yeah, 
this is definitely, and maybe it's just me, but mine is way skewed to the beginning of the year. And I think part of that for me is I have more time around the holidays and stuff to listen. That's when I listen to a lot of logins. Um, then in the beginning of the year, I just have more momentum and I feel like I burn out on the year I, yeah, and, a little, I think and slack in the summer a little bit. But. We, we get a clean break, right? Because once we put out our top 10 lists, and this is something that is kind of unique to us, but we do these lists... And then we kind of don't usually go back too much. A couple albums might sneak in here or there, but we start fresh in January and start listening to all yeah. the new music. And there, if that's what you're doing, if you're starting with only the music that has come out in 2023, there's not a ton of it at the first month or two, right? There's maybe a dozen albums. Right. It's pretty low. So, so. I know I listen to like a ton of Paramore albums and Paramore's album because they have three songs in my top five songs. Yeah. And they were early, but yeah, so that's what I think Morby, uh, that was the first time I feel like I went back and was like, Oh, I never listened to this album. I wanted to, my year end list is published, but I'm going to listen to it anyway. And uh, it paid off. So nice. Well, you go to top songs. Yeah. Top songs. I'll start. I've already told. So one, two and five new Paramore songs. Uh, nice. We've got which this ones? is why running out of time and then the Great. news, which I believe are the first three. Hate songs the news. On we the know album. This. <laughs> um, it's it's something like those are like within the first couple songs. Okay, so you just listen to the beginning of that album. Yeah, heavily. which I try not to do. Like I got the the card that said like you listen to albums all the way through. Yeah, those are the first three songs. Um, so I think I just listened to the first part of that album, got in the car, turned it on, and just kind of drove around um number three psychedelic switch by carly ridge epson oh great one love that song like very disappointed that it didn't blow up because it was an absolute banger uh and then love from the other side by fall out boy which is the first song on their new album okay which is very nice. catchy a very classic fall out boy so uh i'll spoil that that album is on my year-end list and I have a lot to say about it, and I'm really excited to talk about it and write it up for offshelf.net. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so I, it's funny because I was like, Kyle probably heard me. She had done her Spotify raft, and I was on a meeting, and I was just like waiting to get off a meeting <laughs> so I could do it. And uh, so then she was up on a meeting, and then she probably just heard me going like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And one of those is when I got my top song because I was like, this has to be my top song. Again, early in my logins listening, I listened to this one the most. Whenever I Call You Friend featuring Stevie Nicks. Amazing. Uh, obsessed with that song. Still, I've been listening a year and I'm still obsessed with it. So. Yeah, if you don't know that song, do yourself a favor. I just discovered it last year, and it's believe such that a was a pick on our on our Dad Rock Summer playlist this year. It was, yeah, it that definitely was. Uh, number two, another song. Not surprised at all. Listen to this song in particular a lot. Dumbest Girl Alive, the opening track on yeah. Ten Thousand Gex. Uh, so what? yeah, Whiplash. <laughs> right? Your playlist Bro. must be. <laughs> Well, we'll get there when we talk about how I listen, because, dude, I do that all the time where I go from, like, some hyper pop to some slow-ass Bruce Springsteen, like, folky song. Um, and number three, hey, we're doing it again. Speaking of folky songs, Operator, That's Not the Way It Feels by Jim Croce. 
that song is an underrated Croce jam. Yep. Went on a big Croce kick uh, this year. And so, yeah, I love that one. That came up in a lot of my dad rock summer listening, too, which I do, like, towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, get ready for the summer. Um, this was an early release. It's not in my top ten currently, uh, but it's, like, 12 or 13. So I'll, we'll be talking about it. Young Fathers uh, with their song Rice. And this was the opening track on their album. And really loved this and Drum. And so I think some of the other songs on the album didn't connect as much, but I listened to that one a shit ton. Nice. And then, no surprise, Random Act of Kindness, my favorite song on This is a Photograph by Kevin Morby. So three of my top artists in my top songs. Nice. Same, actually. Yeah. Uh, It's good, good spread. You know, listening habits are always interesting. And you know what? I'm down listening um, year over year. I think last year was a slight uptick from 2021, but that was, like, way down from in the past. When I used to, like, I put up 78,000 minutes in 2029. That's a lot. Yeah, and I'm down to 28,000 this year. My goal is to get back into the 30s. I need to listen to some more music. Yeah. I mean, things happen. The... What matters is that you made the most of the time you did listen. Uh, you know what? I, that is fun to say because I did. They gave you your peak when you listened to the most music. Uh, and mine was August 25th. Does that date ring a bell? August 25th. That was, in well, fact, the first day of my bachelor party, uh, which oh. you attended, when I oh, listened right. to 10 yeah. hours of Spotify. Yeah. It was just playing the whole day. Yeah, we literally, like, we got in the car, I hit play, I let that playlist run until, like, we went to bed. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm down, too, from 31 last year to 23 this year. But I still feel like I listened to a lot of music, and I still feel like I discovered a lot. And you also, you were a big band camp guy this year. Yeah, not really. I mean, oh. I'm still mainly Spotify. I occasionally listen to Bandcamp. Get your Bandcamp yeah. wrapped out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, it would really be like two albums <laughs> that weren't on Spotify or something. Yeah. You're a fucking freak. You only listen to these two. <laughs> Genre. So uh, my sandwich is pretty evenly mixed. All right? Like, it's. I, I would say it's maybe like a quarter at the top. And then maybe like 20% and then like 18 and then 17 and 15. Like it's really, it's a real, real like gentle gradient. Uh, Rock at the top. Mine too. (laughs) Uh, Pop, second, makes a lot of sense. Hip hop, indie rock, indie soul. Okay, cool. Mine is rock at the top. Okay. Chamber pop, which I think. Chamber pop. I think that's probably how they categorize a lot of the like folky rock or uh, just like general indie stuff that I listen to. Okay. Maybe Kevin Morby. Sure. Um, alternative hip hop, not a surprise. Nice. Um, I feel like that's the most this year, especially. I feel like most of the hip hop albums I liked were more indie. I yeah, I, I was thinking I didn't have like a big hip hop album that like really blew me away like it was a lot of the smaller stuff that i really liked yeah yeah no and so i feel like that was good i like i listened to 
I don't always listen to a lot of that indie hip hop and listen mm-hmm. to more mainstream stuff. So I like that I branched into that art pop again. I think a lot of stuff I can listen yep. to can be categorized, and then soft rock. Hell yeah, baby, Linda Ooh, and Ken. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we should just briefly talk about the U in twenty three, and then go to the city. But the me in twenty three for me, I was the alchemist. Listening the, is my the, laboratory. The famed collaborator. Yeah, right? I wish I was the alchemist. No, I was alchemist. No, the. <laughs> um, listening is my laboratory. I create my own playlist more than other listeners do. Nice work, Doc. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thinking about your resequencing ways and all your best stuffs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the hypnotist. My Ooh. concentration is absolute, friend. You like to play albums all the way through from the opening track to the final note. Wow. Totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, that's good. I often start an album a few times before listening. I am uh, have trouble with focus. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and Luke, you know what? This was the, the most controversial part about Rapt. And I feel like they do this every yeah, year where they, they kind of throw a random statistic in there just to get the people talking. And I... I believe you and I are the same. Our listening habits match the fine, fine populace of Burlington, Vermont. Oh, wait, you had that too? Yes. <laughs> now, what does it say under that for you? Because mine says for fans of Pale Hound, Wednesday, and Boy Genius. I've got two Steely... of those. Oh, go ahead. Steely Dan, Boy Genius, and LCD Sound System. Okay, interesting. Because uh, Wednesday and Boy Genius are both in my top ten spoilers. Whoa. And uh, Pale Hounds in my eleven twenty more spoilers, but wow. so I'm like that makes sense. But yeah, they know what's going on in Burlington, baby. Yeah, need to I, get out there. I I saw a lot of people like excited that they got Burlington. It seems to be kind of the indie rock, folky nice. uh, choice. Uh, some people got Ann Arbor, Michigan, which I saw in there, and that's uh, cool. I'll be honest, not great. Not great. No, I, I'm like I'm. <laughs> Um, it's a college town. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, uh, Annie got Fort Collins, Colorado, and I've been roasting Ooh. her about it for like <laughs> two days now. I um, love Colorado. What? Let me look at. She would. She'd kill me for outing her rap, but it was <laughs> uh, for fans of Taylor Swift, uh, Noah Khan, and the Head of the Heart. So very like. <laughs> The most, like, yeah, that's probably what Joe got, too. The very, like, feely (laughs) music, uh, for sure, which she is such a fan of. But, yeah, I thought it was a good rap this year. I want to listen to more music next year, which is kind of always my plan. But, yeah, just a solid. It's a good goal to have. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was very pleased with this year's rap. So, super fun stuff. We'll uh, get to listening for next year's. And see what happens. If you liked this, uh, look out in your driveway right now. I'm out there with a big bow on me. Uh, <laughs> ready to tell you what your music listening was. And so for most of the listeners, they looked out there and no one was there. But for one special <laughs> one listener. One special listener. <laughs> they are freaking out. Probably calling the police. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, should we get into our songs? Yeah, let's get into it. I got a great track today. Lay it uh, on me. Luke, you got into the call Luke. today, and I was already here, and I was kind of just like jamming. You were uh, grooving. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and this is a track from St. Savior, 
which is the alt pop solo act from singer songwriter Becky Jones. Uh, and she just announced her anticipated fourth album, Sunseeker, which is coming out next March. That's a cool name. Maybe a religious uh, theme going on there. Uh, yeah, maybe I just I feel like it's such a vivid like yeah. imagery you get from that, like bright oranges and yellows, uh, which Saint is really savior, really cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to check this out because the single I've got has been uh, very, very good and very, very stuck in my head. The single accompanying this announcement is a beautiful collab featuring Orlando Weeks of the Maccabees. Haunting, earnest, and intimate. It's a great track that got me looking at my 2024 most anticipated albums. Already, we're already there. Speaking about the track, Joan said this to say, It's about how great photographs capture the life force of a person. It marks a stage in my life where photos have become my most treasured thing. And I I really do kind of appreciate that perspective because I think a lot of people experience things in different ways that get critiqued a lot. Um, You know, I'm not a huge fan of going to a concert and rolling video the whole time, but that's how some people enjoy it. And, you know, if you're not disturbing anybody... Who am I to say you're wrong to do that? I am definitely one person who snags a couple photos of everything cool that I do because I want to be able to look back and be like, oh, that was cool. Um, you know, it's really easy to make fun of a random thing that you don't do, but yes. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, it's still cool that that this person appreciates the power of taking a photo. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and that positivity is due to be carried out throughout the entirety of Sunseeker. It is a radical shift away from the downbeat existentialist inquiries of the previous albums that Saint Savior did. And it's a kind of a search for warmth, which I feel like we're really going to need in March, right? That'll be the doldrums of winter. We'll be ready for something like warm to, to get inside yeah, of us and warm us up a little bit. Um, with each song, Jones aims to let the light in, applying generative sunshine to her own work and life. Existentialism has always been the bedrock of her previous songwriting efforts, and on Sunseeker, she's allowing a variety of new thought processes to creep in as she reckons with new questions concerning religion, spirituality, and the long shadow of her mother's death. So, hey, a really religion. I was right. Yep, a really, a really emotional, introspective album to be expected. I'm really excited for it. Uh, yeah. This first track should get you excited too. So let's give a listen to Saint Savior featuring Orlando Weeks with "A Picture Is All I Have." The picture is all I have A photograph This is how I felt In the moment time A feral reclined A picture is all I ask So I can remember myself Remember my strength It's all I am It's all I am It's all anyone is Feel my warmth 
You know, I switched my stamp of approval phrase to be Lukey Likey, and Lukey did Likey, but since uh, there's a little bit of a religious feel, I'll go back to Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Um, that was so good. I loved the folkiness, and I was like, you know, Kevin's the banger, bitch. I think I'm surprised he picked something so, like, haunting, and then the drums kicked in. Yep. You got some horns, and... I was already sold, and I love Orlando Weeks. I loved his album from 2020, A Quickening. And uh, I saw that he had an album last year that I completely missed, so got to go back and listen to that. But uh, just having his voice in the background was a super nice touch. And so I was sold and loved it. And then that last instrumental was just, ooh, and it's just there for like 10 seconds, you know, it leaves you wanting some more. And so I'm excited for this album for sure. Yeah, 100%. I, I heard this and I knew that you would like it. And yeah. I I was like, I'm going to surprise look at this one. Because uh, it. It, is, it is definitely more in your realm than mine, but I do very, yeah. very much like it. And, and that little whistle, like I've been whistling around as I've been thinking, yeah. you know, walking around because it just kind of sticks in your head. So it's a yeah. great track. Very excited for Sunseeker to come in March. Warm us up a little bit from the cold, cold 2023, 2024 winter. Yes. Um, we'll and we're feeling it out here in Michigan. We are touting out 2024 albums at this point. That was yeah. Saint Savior and Orlando Weeks with A Picture Is All I Have from Sunseeker out March 22nd, 2024 on VLF. All right. Well, I'm super excited to play my next song. It comes from an artist who is in my best of 2021 albums uh, with her album Cool Dry Place in my top 10. 
Yep, it's Katie, Katie Kirby. Kirby. Yep. I'm, God, I'm really glad that I got that right. I was, yeah, I was nice. like 99% <laughs> sure that's Katie Kirby, but that would have been really embarrassing. It would have been really funny if you committed that hard to the wrong artist. But yeah. hey, you didn't. It's Katie. Back, baby. Hell yeah. And uh, you rem- might remember that she also grew up religious and kind of explored some of that in her first album. And so I obviously connected to that yeah. being similarly raised religious. So when you said that about St. Sir- Savior, I was like, Oh, connection between the songs and just how that is going to be one of our early favorites of 2024. This may be the first great album of 2024. Katie Kirby's sophomore album, blue raspberry. Cause it'll be out January 26th. So not that far off. Happy birthday and, to me. Uh, that is your birthday nice yeah birthday present for you something to look forward to now you can have a nice blue raspberry as your gift on that day um and you know there's three singles from this out and they're all very different cubic zirconia which is like the longest one kind of reminds me of vampire weekend in the beginning and then it's kind of consistent to like katie's first album some kind of like folky rock um and then party of the century is the new one and it's kind of folky with some strings and stuff it was really nice um but we're gonna take a listen to table which is very different and this song makes the most of its two minute runtime and katie said this katie said that this song is a thematic outlier on this record and more of a lighthearted leftover from my god haunted past life it's the last on the album and sort of serves as an epilogue or outro for the rest of the songs. Most importantly, it's quite fun to sing. Gotta have fun. Why, why are we doing fun. this on the rest? And, have uh, fun. That's like the 11th commandment, I think. <laughs> you gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. Uh, are we having fun yet? Um, so, Kev, I do need your judgment. Um, so there's a guitar in this song that I think is sludgy at the very least it's Ooh. dipping its toe in some sludge okay uh and since you're the sludge snob you're you're the banger <laughs> bitch you're also the sludge snob now <laughs> i love it i'm so happy to be the yeah. sludge snob as someone not qualified to judge sludge uh, <laughs> hey. i'm so excited that it's now my role well that's what i was like she took out some of like the high end so you know that's all you need for sludge but i think you know maybe since you don't know the inner workings of sludge you're better to judge it so yeah, we'll just see a, what you a, think a sludge gut instinct a gut <laughs> sludge instinct yeah. gut sludge oh gross um well we'll uh, see what the sludge snob thinks after we take a listen here's katie kirby with table don't worry about it ready one He prepares a table for me
this my hot diggity dogs covered in sludge (laughs) yeah that was sludgy it's you know what and and it started with like just a little acoustic guitar and i was like luke's out of his mind this isn't sludgy at all and then it it came in and yeah that was kicks in okay thank god thank god yeah that i think i incorrectly labeled sludge previously but no on on the scale of one to sludge that rates a sludge Okay, good. Yeah, yeah kind of like Pale Hound, the aforementioned yeah. that listeners in Burlington, Vermont really love, um, yes. as well as myself. So, uh, yeah, I uh, really, I, I'm glad that that was sludgy. I'm glad I didn't misjudge. You did not, you did not misjudge the sludge. And uh, speaking of, you know, the God-haunted past, I, a lot of, like, imagery in this song prepares a table for me. And I love this, like, sort of idea of using, at the end she says, let me fix you a plate. Classic, uh, like, Midwestern <laughs> parent or, <laughs> uh, like, aunt or uncle. Yep. Fix you a plate. Um, and so, yeah, this idea of, like, and he prepares a table for me. That's some biblical language, although it's being used in an interesting way here. Um but yeah, I love Katie Kirby. Love these new songs. Super excited. Uh, we don't always get some like good album releases or single releases towards the end of the year. You know, things mm-hmm. slow down. But I was like, nice. I got one I can be excited for, and it's coming out. That's great. Right in January. Very excited about that. So that was Katie Kirby with Table from Blue Raspberry out January twenty sixth, Kevy's birthday. On Anti. First one on Anti. New label, new album. This is the year of Katie Kirby. Let's go. That's huge. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, we're going to do a special mini touts and talk about an album that we loved that will be on our year-end list. So let's go to touts. Touts. I'll go first. This is my idea. You know, like we've... I, I feel like we share music throughout the year, right? We just yeah. back and forth. And then I think we kind of get a little isolated at the end of the year, right? Like we don't we don't play all of our cards at once, uh, until we get to like yeah. reveal the full list. Um But you know what? You're not gonna know who I'm talking about if you haven't listened to it. And this is an album that came out in late October that I missed and have caught and have absolutely loved since I got to it. And that is The Secret to Life by Fizz. Uh, and this album, mm. kind of, you know, small group. I think it's like four people in the band. And it, to me, is like, 
it it feels like a band playing at a party. Like there is there's texture and like soundscape to it. The album just feels big. Uh, I've been a huge fan of it. The title track, great place to start. Uh, and I have just been loving this album. It came from like bottom of my list and has been rocketing up the Kevin Connor chart. So big fan nice. of the Secret to Life by Fizz. Is this a uh, top ten? Yeah. Oh, okay, you're going top ten. Yeah. Cool. Like, do I call my shot? You right don't. Now? You don't have to. You can put no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm gonna because okay. this is. Okay, Kev. I'm going to be a little – I'm going to call my shot here, like I said, because I was just listening to this album, and I was like, I think this is the final list, fucker. Um, and I just upgraded it to top ten status. Wow. And it's the album Lahai by Sampha. Ooh. Uh, amazing. Yeah. He's a great, like, pianist, singer, yeah. songwriter, British, um, has a great accent. And – I previously talked about seeing him open for the XX at the Masonic, which was beautiful. I love his song. No one knows me like the piano. Um, and this new album, he's, he's a father now and he's like a little older and wiser. And I listened to it a couple times and like really liked it. Hadn't done my like year end, like placement of it. And then his tiny desk concert just came out. I just threw it in the best song ever discord and it's so good. It made me really appreciate a couple songs that I had forgot about. So I'm like, I think Sampha's getting upgraded to the top 10. I doubt I'll be playing a song from it next uh, on our uh, year-end episode, but that's a good one for sure. Go check that out. Nice. I I, I missed a lot of music in October. I'm, I was a little busy, yeah. you know. Getting, yeah. Getting married. Just a little. Um and I, I've really just been like scrambling. Like I, I've been trying to like catch up what I've missed because once you take yeah. a month off, it's hard. That's to, all you gotta do. It's hard to catch up. And I feel like October is a big music month. Yeah, because it's like the last push before the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm gonna check Sam out. Hell, maybe maybe that makes it into my list. You know? Yeah. I'm down to Who throw down to throw a quote newcomer in. Like for me, a new album that I'm gonna listen to yeah. two weeks before the end of the year list. Um. We love a good list fucker. We love it. So, yeah. All right. Well, we got one last thing to do, and that's talk about the new Music Friday releases out today that we're excited for. Let's go to shouts. I got one big one. One I'm very excited for. Artist I love. Uh, Zarface, which is, of course, the hip-hop project of 7L, Esoteric, and Wu-Tang Clan member Inspector Deck, they've put out a ton of albums in the last, I don't know, decade. And they all are just, like, really good 90s-inspired, also, like, comic book-inspired albums. The, they've always got awesome uh, yeah. album artwork. So they're putting out Zartificial Intelligence. Uh, which, so good. Great, al- great, timely album name. Very excited to check this out. I forgot MF Doom wasn't a member of this. I thought that he uh, he's was. So I done. Maybe, I he's feel like a, he's done an, an, a whole album with them. He's done a ton of features. I think some of their best songs feature him. The the best Zarface song. If you're gonna start one place, Nightcrawler featuring Method Man is just an all timer. Like that is up there and one of my favorite songs ever. I don't know if I remember that one. Got to re-listen to that. 
All right. Well, I got a couple here. First up, shouts to Peter Gabriel, the man from Genesis. I love me some Peter Gabriel with I slash O and slash out, perhaps. Uh, I feel like I was hearing good stuff about this album. So that's cool. Check it out. And then Mika, you might know from Grace Kelly fame, that song Rules. Uh, you know that song? No. I could be brown, I could be blue, I oh, could be violent. Yes, yes. So good. Um, que ta tete floriste toujours. That's the name of Mika's new album, but love what Mika makes. So check that out. And that's it. We got to talk about our three daddies. We're planning at podcast powered by Pinecast. What about it? Well, you got a problem with that? Um, <laughs> head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on over there. Plus, if you're in the Michigan area, head on over to their physical location. See a show. Get a drink at the Ghost Light. See some music. Um, and then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. We are going to have our best of 2023 lists up there very soon, as well as all the other off-shelf contributors. So check that out. Get all the album recommendations, everything you missed for the year. Get them there. Um, And then one last plug. Uh, I make music under the name Indie Darling, and I got an album coming out in January, just like Katie Kirby. I'm trying to copy her. So, um, yeah, you can find me at Indie Darling Music on social media, and you can find us at Best Song Ever Pod. Go find him. Find me. I'm in your driveway. Big bow on. Go find Luke. (laughs) You don't know where I am. I could be anywhere. Um, Well, that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. That's a wrap. song ever not a podcast better jokes clever and the tunes are cool it's worth this has been a production of planet amp podcast powered by pinecast